welcome back, everybody. It's the last motherfucking episode of 40 Ounce Hip Hop for the three pack for the epilogue series. My boy, Michael. We are here. We already are blowing through this kind of quickly. <laughs> I know for the release, probably doesn't feel like really quick, but you know, we're just blowing with this, haven't we? The three pack's been good. We came in with the plan, and it's been good. Yeah, man. Yeah. I'm really excited to um, conclude this and kind of give y'all the last. And it is kind of a bittersweet conclusion. But, you know, some of the bittersweet conclusions are the best ones. And what better way to have a bittersweet conclusion than talking about our fallen soldiers of the game. And this is, episode is going to be dedicated to uh, our... Well, we call it a posthumous episode, and it's dedicated to all the artists that we lost over this past decade. So, we have a long list, unfortunately, <laughs> but you know, I really, we really got to highlight a lot of the artists that we personally noticed and I guess felt the most from their loss. Because there's impossible, there's a lot of different artists that have died and passed or this past decade so sorry if we don't capture well, sorry if we don't mention everyone but you know we tried to get like people that really shook us the most yeah un- unfortunately hip-hop is a genre where artists die a lot which is really unfortunate and the 2010s were not any different in that way we lost a lot of great ones yeah man it really did and but before we get into this bittersweet episode. Hope you have a sweet little thing, a big thing, or tall thing, or whatever thing <laughs> next to you. And I hope you have a nice, refreshing 40 with you. Because it's about time we pour up. Or maybe pour um, one out. Yeah, we had to pour one out actually for this episode. <laughs> for this one. Actually, grab two. Pour one out, pour one out. Okay. Hell, grab point. three. It's three. We have a lot of people to go through. Grab two, pour them out, pour one up for you. Let's get rolling. Alright, so just to, like Kyle said, just to recap a lot of the artists that we left. Um, the, the, first, the first big one to start the 2010 decade was Guru of Gangstar. He died in 2010 at the age of 48 from multiple myeloma. And that was really the first big death that we had to start the year, to start the decade. In 2011, Nate Dogg passed away from a stroke. I didn't realize this. He's only 41 at the time. I would have thought he was a little bit older, but definitely one of the younger guys to die from the decade. Then in 2012, MCA of Beastie Boys, he passed away from cancer at the age of 47. That same year in 2012, Capital Steez from Pro Era uh, committed suicide and passed away at the age of 19. I'll get to that one a little bit more later. Lil Snoop. If you remember him with Meek Mill and Dream Chasers, he died in 2013. He was murdered at the age of 18. 
In 2015, Chinks Drugs was murdered at the age of 31. Sean Price passed away in 2015, an underground legend. Fife Dog from A Tribe Called Quest, he passed away from diabetes complications at the age of 45 in 2016. Prodigy of Mob Deep passed away at the age of 42. That's another one where he was younger than I would have thought. Passed away at the age of 42 from sickle cell anemia in 2017. Also in, in 2017, we have Lil Peep who died from an overdose at the age of 21. I believe it was fentanyl and Xanax. And uh, like I said, that was also in 2017. Then in 2018, that was a big year. Uh, Fredo Santana, he died from a seizure at the age of 27. Craig Mack, remember, here comes the brand new flavor in your ear, that guy. Craig Mack, he died from heart failure at the age of 47. XXX Tentacion was murdered at the age of 20. And Mac Miller died from an overdose at the age of 26. I believe that was fentanyl and alcohol. And, um, and then 2019, we had Nipsey Hussle, who was murdered at the age of 33. And Juice World, who died from overdose at the age of 21. Those are the those are the big ones. That's, that's a lot, and a couple of other ones I'd like to mention are Slim Duncan. Um, did you mention Heavy D? I did not. Yeah, Heavy D in 2011, Slim Duncan 2011, um, Lord Infamous, Three Six Mafia 2013, Doe B 2013, and. Um, Speaker Knockers, 2014. Yeah, uh, the, man, that's even though that long list you just gave, I'm like, oh yeah, we still have more. <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's crazy. And it's a very saddening thing to think about. Like, it's actually wild. But I mean, of that list, um. Well, it's not the greats, but like, have you found yourself listening to some of them more after their passing? Yeah, I think, I think there's, um, that, that one was really difficult for me to think about when I was running through that list of people who passed away, because most of those guys, they were already pretty popular before they passed away. Right. And so I think I think Lil Peep was the guy who I honestly, if I'm being completely honest, I didn't know who he was until he passed away. I had never heard of him until then. But um, I don't know. I don't. I wouldn't say I listened to him a lot after his death, just because. Just because he's not exactly, not quite my taste, I guess. But I think Capital Steez is one guy who I only briefly knew about before his passing. Um, I don't know. Maybe. I had been listening to Pro Era for probably less than a month at that point that he passed away. And so at that point, the all I had really heard from Pro Era was Joey Badass and so in, in 1999. And so I think after Steez's death, I listened to Peep the Apocalypse a lot, the Pro Era mixtape that heavily features Capital Steez. And then, of course, Capital C's mixtape, American Corruption, I listen to a lot. Um, 
I mean, it's it's a great mixtape, and so, but I don't. I definitely did not listen to it until after I realized he passed away. So, I I, I would go with Capital C's as someone who I listened to a lot more afterwards. That's understandable. It's definitely understandable. I can say the way I definitely listened to Steve's more once he passed. And the same thing for, um, well, funny thing with Heavy D, it was like my dad used to play Heavy D a lot. And like he still does a lot. So I've, <laughs> I want to say, like, yeah, it was still more, but I'm like, not really. Just I was always hearing this man since I was a kid. So. It's kind of like, eh. yeah, it's still more of my own, but I, it's not necessarily more volume because he's just always been around. So it was interesting to hear. That was like one of the first hypno deaths. I was like, huh, I, I'm moved by this because even though I don't listen to you, like I'm seeking out to listen to you all the time. So moved by this because it's like hearing your songs, Heavy Dean the Boys, is like part of my childhood. Like and memories, I'm like, dang, I could pinpoint like, oh, I remember hearing this song in the back of this time. It's very odd. And that was like the first time that like occurred. On the if, like, if Common died, that'd probably be like another person. I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. Like all those car rides. <laughs> but and but the person that I personally went out my way to listen to more was um, Lil Peep. Actually, it was funny. Yeah, funny. Um, I say that then. Yeah, because, well, two people, actually. Lil Peep and Juice World, And Lil Peep, specifically, because I remember liking certain artists that were similar to him, but I just couldn't really, I wasn't really big on Peep. I just wasn't. The songs that people kept on showing me, I wasn't really a fan of. But once I started digging into his catalog more and kind of did it on my own, I'm like, you know what? Yeah, I see it. I understand it. And it's kind of like he had a space. He had a good, he had the potential to like inhabit a good space for hip hop and like what he was going to, what he could have accomplished. Cause, and I felt the same for Juice World. That's the thing, cause both of them have really dark themes and really kind of a vulnerable sense of loss in their music as not necessarily loss of like yes loss of love and loss of kind of direction but then it's really a sense of like trying to cope with things and I feel like people always want to say that like, oh, I'm a rock star like we're rock stars and hip hop is like yeah but I feel like people like Peep and Juice World definitely encapsulated a pretty good side or way of saying like the darker side of that rock star lifestyle pretty well that we don't get very often that we didn't get as as often but like as well as packaged as well as they did because honestly i'm gonna say like juice world i was not a fan of his it, was, it wasn't like he was bad i just was not listening to juice world projects like at all until i seen him live in concert 
well, ironically, two months before he died. I was like, I seen him live, and I seen him like, oh man, this is actually a really good song. He's pretty. He's a really good performer. And as soon as I'm thinking like, dang, I want to listen more to him, he dies, and that it's kind of like that prompted me. Like, no, I need to really look into this artist's music more. And same thing with Nipsey Hussle. Like I remember listening to Crenshaw tape a lot, but then. I finally went back and listened to like Mailbox Money and um, and Victory Lap, which why I said um, previous episode like I would include I would not mind including Victory Lap at all in the list if I was going to take out repeats. Yeah, yeah. Just a, a couple side notes before we move on. Um, I think it's always interesting that Lil Peep and Juice World. They're always kind of like lumped in together, even though um, like over two years between when they passed away. But I guess because the way they died and then like you said, the the themes of their music are so similar in that way that they're often lumped together. I'm pretty I'm pretty sure when Juice World passed away, there was like a fan. I, I, it may have not even been fan made, but like a, a SoundCloud song that had them mashed up together. It was like Rest in Peace Legends yeah. or something like that. I forgot the name of it. And then, um, same thing with X. Yeah. And then the, the Nipsey Hustle passing was really interesting because he had been known for such a long time at that point. Yet, because Victory Lap was technically his debut album, right? I think, I think, I think Victory Lap was technically his debut album. So it's kind of <laughs> crazy because, like, he passed away like one year after victory lap came out i'm pretty sure and so i don't know it was like he had been around so so many people had um so many people had developed like a he had a big fan base at that point i guess is what i'm saying but then because of victory lap he also was kind of at his peak popularity and so it was really interesting that that's when he passed away yeah victory lap was his debut album because is because I'm like for a second I was thinking like was that really his debut uh, everything else was considered a mixtape uh, which is kind of crazy because he had album more than mixtapes but for sure wild but which that's also pretty sad to think about and because someone who's ran the cusp of like propelling to the next level of stardom because Missy's been around since 2005 man like, I remember when I first moved to Florida, I was like, I remember my brother, my cousin was playing Nipsey Hussle. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, who's who's this? Now, I'm like, dang, Nipsey. <laughs> and similar to um, someone who was kind of like at the cusp of... I guess their peak popularity. Mac Miller, I would say. Because Mac Miller just progressively each project just kind of grew in like his following. And everyone kind of had a not everyone, but he kind of reached a point where people were like, yo, even if you don't listen to rap like that, you probably will like a Mac Miller song. You'll probably find some Mac Miller song you're like, ah, I could vibe with this. I would play I could play some like I was able to play songs from faces around people that don't listen to, that don't listen to anything like faces. I was able to play 
songs from watch the movies with the sound off around people double my age just he kind of reached a point in some songs from Divine Feminine that people were like oh my god I, people I knew people that I would never guess loved it loved that album so I think it's kind of sad that Trump swimming in circles and then both really critically acclaimed projects but doesn't get to live to see the benefits and reap the rewards of that. Well, so speaking of those Mac Miller albums, what do you consider to be your personal favorite best posthumous release from this past decade? Because I know for me, it was, it was honestly a really difficult question to answer because in decades past, it was like, oh, um, you know, Don Cluminati, The Seven Day Theory was technically a posthumous release. You know, like there's been legendary hip hop albums that That's came true. out after rappers died. And so it's not really like the 90s where you have like all time classic albums being released posthumously. So. Yeah, it's usually not the case anymore. Especially in the. Um, I can tell you one of the most disappointing is probably. XXX and because it just feels like a bunch of demos and just does not have heart in it in those releases. You're talking about Which skins? Really changes. Yeah. Skin, skins is better than the other one. The second one that it dropped, I forgot what the second one's even called. But I remember listening to it on while I was traveling one time. And I was like, wow. This should not have came out. I just ask because I have skins written down here as like probably my second favorite posthumous release, which is so ridiculous because I don't even like it that much. But there's only there's really only one other posthumous release that I liked a lot. So it's kind of funny because I put skins because off the top of my head, like there's um like there's x songs on there that i actually like and so yeah i don't know i I wrote it down i wrote it down which is funny yeah no skins is definitely one i can i would take skins over other ones for sure because there are songs only i like but the second one there's maybe there's a half a song that i like on the second album why is there only half a song that I like from this man? For sure. I didn't like it. Like, that's anymore. crazy. Out of like 20 something tracks. That is not good. But I say one of my favorite, I say my favorite, probably, I'm probably just going to say, yeah, I'm going to say Circles. I'm going to say Circles. That's, that's my favorite. Because Circles, cir- yeah, Circles gets me in the, in the mood, man. I'm just like, man, it's really good, but it's also really sad. It's just like, oh, you like 2009 on swimming? <laughs> you like jet fuel? Mm. Oh, you want to go back to Earth? Yeah, we don't take you back to Earth, all right? Take take a little pass that straight to hell because <laughs> this is, this sucks. This is this is not not good. This is excellent music, but it's like, man, it's sad because I'm like, damn, can't get any more of this. Also, it was a cool test. It's a cool example of seeing someone carry on another person's work like with care and 
that's and I think that's why that's the only reason I really bring up X is because I feel like the music is not being taken care of in a posthumous way. Even like a same thing with like uh Michael Jackson's Escape album. It at least you could say you tell that like hey we took time and effort to put this album to make it sound like something that they would do. Even when we updated the sounds or whatnot, it sounds like at least reminiscent of the past and who that person was. Max Project Circles, I think, is a great example of someone taking the work and doing that instead of what happened with X. Well, how long after Mac Miller's death did Circles come out? Like one year, maybe? I want to say probably like, if even that. I remember. Because, yeah, because I remember when the producer was talking about like there's supposed to be a you know swimming ant circles it's like a double kind of project kind of thing but kind of similar to um oxnard oxnard um and ventura from anderson pack almost sister projects Apparently, apparently, Circles came out in January of 2020, which does not sound right to me at all. But apparently, that's what Wikipedia says. Ah, ah. Cool. it'll still count. It'll still count as your. Pick. Yeah, it still count. Close enough to the last decade. Yeah, yeah. Because if not that, then I probably say. <sighs> huh. I'd probably say that still. <laughs> Because the Juice World Posthumous album wasn't like I expected worse. Because after I was like, oh man, as my my expectation Posthumous albums are not good, but I was pleasantly surprised with a few tracks on there. The uh, Legends, Legends Never, Never Die, Die from 2020. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we got we got some good 2020 ones for sure. Yeah, this was kind of like those were my two. So I went with. So who shook you the hardest? Well, hold on, hold on. Oh, yeah. Because uh, Skins isn't my final pick for Posthumous. Oh, yeah, he says number two. You're right. Yes. I went with One of the Best Yet by Gangstar. Because I think for two okay. reasons. Because it's, it's a solid album. It's it's a solid seven out of ten album. But I think I think it's it's one of those albums that no one really cared how good it was because it was it came out nine years after guru passed away so when it came out everyone was just like what like how did this happen how 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 has he had like this much because it's it's like probably like 35 to 40 minutes long of an album like how does he have this much content lying around and it's just now being put into an album you know and yeah. so and there's some there's some good songs on there like Lights Out and the one with J. Cole is really good too. So that, that's my pick. One of the best yet by Gangstar. Ah, I, that's a good pick. Cause it is it's kind of similar to it's not it's almost like if Act Two dropped and it didn't have any rollout. It's yeah. Kind of, oh, yeah, it is. It is what it is. We dropped it, which is kind of odd. Yeah, there certainly wasn't hype created for it at all. Like I remember, 
I don't really remember being there any buzz about it coming out. I just remember when it came out, people were more like, like oh. I th- <laughs> they're like, oh, I thought this guy has been dead for nine yeah. years. No more reason. Yeah. All right. So I'll go ahead and say the rapper that shook me the hardest. The first person who comes to mind was Stepa J. Groggs from Injury Reserve, but that was technically 2020. So if I'm going for the decade, that one was a little bit tougher. I thought about saying Mac Miller just because, like, kind of like what you were saying with Heavy D. Um, like Mac Miller's death would have felt different than Heavy D's death because Mac Miller really felt like a rapper that we saw their career begin and saw them grow and grow until we saw their career end tragically. So like I thought about Mac Miller because like we have that time connection with him, you know, as far as being similarly aged and yeah and following his career as it yeah as it grew and then ended so i, I kind of thought about mac miller but i think i'm gonna go with capital steez which is funny because i mentioned capital steez for um for who for an artist i listened to more after they passed away because if i'm being completely honest like i only knew about capital steez for like a week or a couple weeks before he passed away and that's just because I, I started listening to Joey Badass, which of course, like, like High Capital Steez appears on 1999. So that's really all I knew about him for. And so I just remember it was crazy because, well, first of all, I was in New York at the time that he died. So that was kind of cool because it's like I was in the city when he passed away. But on the other hand, it's um, it was kind of crazy because like that whole week, I'm on, I'm like, I'm on Christmas vacation. I'm not really listening to music. So it's just kind of crazy because I, I get back home and I find out that like this man passed away. I'm like, what? Like I just started listening to him two weeks ago and you're telling me he's passed away. And so then, then you find out how he passed away and you realize that he, he, he kind of started acting a little more uh, like paranoid and eerie with, with a lot of the things that he was rapping about and, he realized that he tweeted the end right before he jumped off a building to commit suicide. And then, um, and then even like a lot of the stuff that's happened after his death, like, um, what is it? King capital? Like what's the name of the, uh, I I forget the name of it, but there's been so many complications about releasing his debut album. Um, I forget what I forget what they're supposed to name it, but and then Pro Era does the the Steez Festival every year, and I know there's controversy of like uh, Capital Steez's family members, and then yeah, just a lot of the way a lot of people have reacted about his death. Um, I remember I, th- I think it was maybe Issa Gold from Underachievers like going off on YouTube or something about like misconceptions about his death. I remember Troy Av getting in a beef with Pro Era for making fun of his death. And so, yeah, I just, I think at the time that it happened, it, it shook me pretty hard because it was like, I just started listening to this guy and I was there, like I was in that city when he passed away. 
So I, I got capital C's as my answer. Solid reason. <laughs> That's, I think for a similar reason, I would probably say, because hmm. for me, it was a toss up. Because like I said, Heavy D was like, it's something that's kind of present and like I attach a lot of memories to. But I, for a similar reason, I'd probably say Juice or X. And the reason, and because Mac, Mac was my first one at first. I was like, okay. Because like I said, there's so much I really did not like music wise. Slowly over time, became like, oh, Oh, someone I have in rotation a lot. And like, I, I really enjoy their music. I really enjoy them as artists. I think they're really great. It's when they died. I remember going to a freaking workout and I remember seeing my homie and he's like, we didn't say, this is the first time I've seen one of my homies in a minute. Like, it's been months. And he just, we look at each other and he just says, Mac? I was like, Mac. <laughs> he hugs me. <laughs> and Russ looks like he's about to cry. I was like, Brad, I was like, Cam, it's okay. We'll be all right. Because he used to go, I remember when he, um, Matt came to town a few times, and he would go to every show. And I remember he told me, he's like, oh, you want to come? You wanna come? I'm like, Brad, every time he used to tell me you want to come, like, this always has something to do. I would never be in town. I'm like, God dang. So it was just so, so that was a really surreal experience to be like, how connecting that how connecting Mac was. But X and Juice hit me a little different because X was a really odd case and a really odd person in hip hop. Because him, because he is a polarizing figure. Like, no matter how you slice it, that man is a polarizing he has a really wild past but also crazy amount of potential and like also a lot of it's like for every positive action that he's done there's also like you could bring up a bunch of negative I guess interactions he's had with other, whether it be different with other artists whether it be personal stuff that he's had different is a lot of things that he was a very complex guy but it was almost like but because he was so young it was really sad to see him die because from this from the same state we're both like he's a very it felt like he snuffed he was snuffed out before he could before we could really ever get a true understanding of who the man was like for sure because he it was really which is really sad because this is like for someone that was said to have so many plans and like one side of, of hip-hop's like yo this man's a great person the other side's like eh, i don't believe him is it was it kind of it really sucked to see someone die and go out before they could even do half of the potentially good things that could have done. If, like, that's how it would have played out. I think just that was a really interesting situation to see. 
that's to say that it kind of shook me because I'm like, and just the way he died, like he got shot. Because people were saying like, yo, he keeps on acting like that. Like, we're gonna get them boy. Even like I always remember Dude. Joe Budden and DJ Academics like, you, so you're gonna get them boys killed. And what do we see? <laughs> it's yeah. Like, yeah, like not to be disrespectful, but I kind of remember like at the time, obviously like not in the time of his death because that is disrespectful, but like leading up to it, I remember like that because he was only famous for like a year and a half, you know, like famous, famous for a year and a half. And um, and like in that time, he had just gotten so much negative attention for, for things that he had done that yeah i remember a lot of people saying like oh yeah if there's gonna be a rapper who tragically gets killed at a young age it's gonna be him just so crazy to say but like i guess they were right and yeah that's the crazy thing about it that's the thing that kind of that's why i say it kind of put me i want to put him first because i think the juice thing for me is just because i i became a fan and i was like oh dang this is actually really nice and he dies two months later i'm like really that's crazy and that's I'm, it's fortunate that I've kind of come to appreciate your music at this time but it also is kind of surreal because I I, mean, I was like I just seen you a few feet away from me and now you're gone it's wild but the next thing I think was wilder because it was like people kept saying saying that and people kind of like, yo, he needs to relax. Or like, hey, this is, like I said, this is, he's going down the wrong path. And he did. Because even though he did, it was like he was, he was still getting the beef and still kind of getting all this negative attention. But then he would, he would always, not announce, but he would always, spews this positive message it was the most it was really interesting to see like uh, this weird dichotomy of like hey I do negative things but I have or like I, I do negative things but I also do a lot of positive things I also encourage a lot of positive things but, but I still am pro like I'll whoop your ass but <laughs> I want to be friends with y'all it was just the wildest thing to see, but it was really, I think it would have been a really interesting thing to see a person like that in hip hop if they had a chance, you know, going for it. If they actually finally got, they got to live, I wonder how hip hop would have, would have, what was the reception would have been for that, you know? How would that have changed the game? For sure. Yeah. Uh, and it, it was weird too, because as time went on, it increasingly got more and more difficult to have an opinion on him because, um, so uh, 2018 is, is when the question mark EP came out. And I think that was a lot of people's favorite project from him. But at the same time, that's also when a lot of the stuff about not things, not bad things that he was currently doing, but bad things that he had done started yes. resurfacing big time. Like I remember the, um, I think I remember a complex article and I remember a, a Reddit article that was like a compilation of just like videos of him beating dudes up. And then um, 
all the different uh, accusations that his ex-girlfriend was bringing up in court. And it, I mean, it was whatever horrifying. You call it. Yeah, horrifying. It was horrifying. It was not. It was, yeah. Yes, it's like that's the thing that makes it really hard to say. Is like, yo, this is a very yeah. He's talented dude. Yes, he has a really cool following. But at the same time, like I said, good kind of message. But then. Dog, you have some horrible actions <laughs> that yeah. are, and accusations and whatnot going at you, and some stuff. I and we do not victim blame here. We do not do anything like we. I, I really wish to see how that would have played out. Like, was he really this person? Was he really just trying to reform himself? Could he? Would he be accepted like that? I mean, I think he could. Seeing that Tory Lanez and other people <laughs> and famous Dex this beat woman on camera is like kind of like, eh, I'm pretty sure he would have been reaccepted. But it would have been interesting to see for such a polarizing person like that who was on track to be on a bigger stage than even Tory Lanez and Dex. How would that, how would the hip hop have responded to that? You know? Yeah. And I will say, um, as far as celebrity guests go, celebrity deaths go, the most my phone has ever blown up from a celebrity death, it's got to be a tie between Kobe Bryant and XXX Tentacion. Like it was just so. I just remember how crazy it was when he died, and because at first we knew he was shot, but we didn't know if he was dead yet. And I just remember like that whole maybe sixty minutes of it, yeah, of just learning about everything. I just remember my phone blowing up so much the whole time. And I remember. I remember getting texts from all over and snaps like, yo, X is dead. I'm like, what? Nah, no way. Same thing with Grogs, because, oh man, Grogs that out. It's like, nah, not Grogs. <laughs> nah, not him. Because we just recorded injury reserve, our injury reserve episode. Mm-hmm. Just finished that. And uh, so, since we're recording this in 2021, RFP to. MF Doom, all caps when you spell that man's name and recipes, because Jesus. Yeah. That one, I was not expecting. Yeah, I don't get it, man. How come Grogs has to pass away three days after we record an injury reserve episode and then two days before we record a dead rapper tribute episode, we find out that one of the 20 greatest rappers of all time passes away. It's pre- it's wild stuff. Wild, wild stuff. Yes, I was, when I tell you, I was listening to all caps that day. I was, I woke up and was like, oh man. I was throwing on Mad Villainy. I was, and I see the news. I'm like, I ain't this and shit. <laughs> like, and it was such a wild thing that he died on. Halloween, mm-hmm. the man that wears a mask dies on Halloween. What? It's like that's great. And it's also wild to think that we that two people that have two people that are known for wearing masks, Chadwick Boseman as Black Panther and Emma Doom, Emma <laughs> Doom died. Put masks down. Had to put the mask down on the year that everyone else had to mask up for COVID. That's a wild ass irony. Yeah. 
Well, before we wrap up, I guess if there's any other rappers you want to highlight that maybe you didn't mention in the in the questions that we had, just some uh, any thoughts that you have on some certain rappers dying. I know I have a couple, but I guess I'll let you go first. Um, really, just Lord Infamous of Three Six, um, because I really got into Three Six over the years. While listening to Juicy J, and also actually uh, working out with a trainer, he was he. I remember I was playing some Three Six, and he was like, "Hey, do you listen to you listen to like Project Back's first project? Have you listened to like some demo stuff from Three Six? I'm like, "Nah." He, he shared it with me. I was listening to that. I was like, "This is really good stuff." And I, it's kind of sucked. Like looking back, like, dang, I wish I could have seen them all together in concert. That'd been nice. Um, Bankroll Fresh, because I didn't really. That's another person I listened to more once they pass. And same thing with Shotty Low, because even though I, there's certain songs from Shotty Low that I really always liked. If you don't like, they know. I can't trust you as a person. <laughs> like <laughs> you don't know shit. <laughs> but it's but both of those two are people. As I remember hearing, I'm like, dang, that sucks. Like they just had they have hot songs out, but they didn't really get to capitalize fully. But and it was really interesting to see, like during the verses with Jeezy and Gucci. Like I'm watching the rounds and I'm like, yeah, you play a bankroll song. I'm like, yeah, that's one of your that's one of my favorite songs for you. And like you just like, oh, you won the round automatically, in people's opinion. Like, won the round bankroll. Oh, you play a song with Charlie Lowe? Won the round automatically. Which is a testament to like the collaboration synergy they had with other artists. I think that's kinda of saddening, but also cool to see how they um how the influence stays at the time. And Fredo Santana, because I play issues. I used to play issues religiously <laughs> with him and um, him and Maxo. So yeah, bro, RP Fredo. Yeah, and and on this Prolotes episode, I mentioned "Jealous" by Fredo and Kendrick Lamar being one of my favorite songs too. Yeah, man. So, so what about you? So I think one rapper I want to highlight is Prodigy. And obviously Prodigy is someone who is very well recognized as a legendary rapper. So I don't think it's anything newsworthy for me to say that I consider myself a big Prodigy fan. But one thing I wanted to highlight is that I think he's one of my favorite rhymers of all time, like specifically rhyming. Because people like Master Ace, Eminem, Big Pun, like they get a lot of recognition for doing complex multi-syllable rhymes. I think Prodigy is a really underrated guy for his ability to just kind of like <clears throat> like effortlessly rhyme. Like if he has to, he'll he'll rhyme two words that don't rhyme, but it, it doesn't feel wrong. That's he, a good he, way to put it. He just does it and like you don't question it and he makes it work. And so I thought about one of my favorite verses of his to try to like highlight his rhyming ability. And so I went with his verse on Eye for an Eye, uh, which is also a, a very popular song for Nas's guest feature, which is one of the best guest features of all time. Prodigy holds his own on the song. And there's a, a line of six bars where he rhymes, really, yeah, 
failure, care of you, inferior, your area, and scarier. So like you got six six phrases there that don't rhyme at all. And he makes them all rhyme and like flow effortlessly because he goes like, really, uh, failure, carrier, inferior, your area, scarier. Like he makes them all rhyme. And so yeah, I, I, I wanted to highlight that. It's one of my favorite songs of all time. And it's one of my favorite prodigy verses of all time. And I, I think it's a perfect way of showcasing like he was he was he's probably my favorite effortless rhymer of all time yeah prodigy and he was also a really good illustrator because even with eye for eye like i feel like a lot of um, underrated talent in hip-hop is imagery and making is like how do you set up the scene for what you're doing similar well he wasn't 20 he's 2020 death but King Vaughn, I would give for like his storytelling and like how he set up the imagery for his. But like Prodigy is someone that is, I think, a forefather in one of these. Because like, uh, I might crack a smile, but I ain't damn thing funny to cough in the dirt where your hands get muddy, plus the outcome turns out to be lovely. Got cheese in my pocket, hit off my main squeeze, push back the sunroof of the cold air breeze. It just sounds like it just flows so well, and the imagery and the scene comes up so easily. It's excellent. I think it's very we see that nowadays but some people do it to a more simplistic degree others do it to even higher maybe but I think without people like Prodigy we would not have it be such a mainstay in such a kind of we didn't have the bar set so high like alright this is what you need to do this is what you should aim to do as a rhymer (laughs) yeah I know um asap rocky's verse on the work remix where he rhymes like columbine with pakistan yeah and, and he like goes on i i remember like listening to that i'm like without prodigy you wouldn't be rhyming like that <laughs> and so so uh, someone else i wanted to highlight was guru of gangstar of course dj premier is still alive and that's the duo that formed gangstar and um because if I'm just trying to think about my favorite album from someone who passed away from this decade, it might be, and, and you know, it, it can be from whatever point that they were making music. It, it would probably be Moment of Truth for me, which is their 1998 album. And I don't even know if I've ever told you this, but that's like one of my favorite albums of all time. Uh, I, I do consider myself a big Gangstar fan, but a lot of their like Hard to Earn, I think, came out in 1994. And a lot of their music that came out before then, it just sounds, you know, it sounds pretty dated. But Moment of Truth is one where it's it's recent enough in 1998 that it's very fresh sounding. And um, it holds up really well. It holds up super well. Songs like Moment <laughs> of Truth, Work, Above the Clouds, You Know My Steez, Robin Hood Theory, Betrayal, like, those are some of my favorite, um, those probably are my favorite Gangstar songs right there. And they're all on the album, just right there. That's that's one of my favorite albums of all time. So I thought I'd shout out Gangstar because I kind of got curious, like, okay, out of all these people who passed away, who has my favorite album out of all of them? And yeah, it's probably Gangstar. Um, definitely, definitely makes sense. Definitely. And honestly, it's, I think, Hmm. I feel like on the list they're definitely among some of the biggest impacts 
on, on hip hop that we have on the list. Because a lot of these people are having crazy impact. But it's just to even say that they, that Gangstar, and the legacy that Gangstar has is like a dynamic group in hip hop. Pretty easy. Like if I could compare them to, if they're amongst the likes of like Outkast and can hold, then I'm like, you're pretty, your legacy's solidified forever. It's kind of similar to like Heavy D and the boys. It's like, oh, even, but I think even could be possibly more relevant to today because the sounds more updated. And one more guy I wanted to give a little shout out to was Ching Struggs. And uh, it's kind of funny because I remember you and me especially, like we always kind of liked him, but ironically, like I don't think we really liked him that much. We always joked about liking him. And because um, he, ha- he had some fire songs that we liked a lot. We liked the I'm a Coke Boy remix yeah. with... Uh, with P. Diddy and Rick Ross. Um, he had a song with Wale that we liked a lot, where he's like, Chinks Drugs, Adam Blew Up Like a Minefield. I remember that we loved that line a lot. And uh, I mean, of course, and he was a Coke boy with French Montana. And I don't know, we used to, I don't think we really liked Coke boys that much, like I said, but we used to listen to their music. So I, yeah, I just remember when he died, it was, it was kind of wild because it's like, man, this dude got murdered and like we low-key liked him a lot so that that's another one where i was like i, I have to recognize him because he is kind he of like he definitely played a big part in our lives we listened to him for sure no yeah i definitely was playing coke boy tapes looking forward to chinks of french to be honest with you and also like i think we have like a more personal connection with coke boys because like we said we used to listen to them but then we also have like a friend that is very much so a Coke boy. <laughs> yeah. In our in his own right. So it's like, uh, yes, this is who else are who is better to embody you the chinks drugs music. For sure. Oh man. RP Chinks. And RP yes. to everyone on this list. For sure. And MC oh no person shout MCA, because I was not a big Beastie Boys fan until I listened to I remember I finally listened to the music in like 2014 I want to say and then I was like oh wow I, I understand the hype and the legacy because their music and MCA's voice I, I, MCA's voice is whenever people were kind of like oh why is Michi Darko's voice so ugly. Uh, young Thug with all this, his voice is all nasty. I'm like, bruh, MCA been doing this since the nineties. <laughs> it's like, and MCA's voice is, sounds like if you ever watched Yu Yu Hakusho with um, this anime, it's a great one. Please watch it if you if you, if you like Hunter Hunter, you're gonna like Yu Yu Hakusho. But there's a character named Cool Bar, and MCA is like rap games Cool Bar, and that is both. Like voice wise, and I freaking love it because voice is so unique and it's so raspy. It's almost similar. It kind of made other voices acceptable, like odd kind of styles and odd gruffness to the voice, like more mainstream. So I really do like it. And I really, and I really did come to enjoy Beast Boys music, especially because all, yeah, all three of them, their voices are mad different. 
it's, I feel like it's kind of similar to Flatbush Zombies in a sense. Because Eric Arc Elliott does not sound anything like Juice. Um, and then Michi is Michi. <laughs> like, so I feel like it's kind of like a weird predecessor way. And six, they're like weird spiritual successor kind of way to be. Yeah. Sp- he's, he's probably the earliest rapper. Because uh, License to Ill and Paul's Boutique, those are both, that was like 1986, 1987, something like that. So he's probably the first rapper to have a unique voice, like you were saying. He set the tone for guys like Danny Brown and Michi Darko. For Damn sure. Real. That's, that's about it, man. I think, if there's anyone else we miss, please give them a shout out in the comments or hit us up definitely love to talk about it it's been a long decade hopefully there's a lot less deaths this decade mm. i mean lost couple already but yeah off to a poor start <laughs> off to a very poor start <laughs> but you know uh, hopefully this hopefully it gets better from here and uh, hopefully you know you guys spend time with your loved ones and stay safe out there and you know may all this 40s that you're drinking which must not induce liver failure <laughs> anytime soon and you know it's 2021 Let's try to make this year better and make this get the decade back on track yes and enjoy that 40 ounce three pack enjoy the 40 ounce three pack sip slow post them up you're right now Peace, y'all. <laughs> Peace.